Um, today with us we have a pretty special guest. Uh, we met him about two weeks ago at the Garden State Comic Fest. His name is Ben Goldsmith. Ben, say what's up. What up? Ben is the uh, writer for the Seance Room comic. Uh, we ended up passing by his booth and for Source Press Point, and it was just, he was an awesome dude, the comic was awesome, we just enjoyed his company, and, you know, he's on the show with us today, so we just want to go through, ask him a few questions, get his input on everything, how he got started, and so on, and we just think it would be a good episode for everyone to tune into. Yeah, thank you for joining us, really. Yeah, you're very welcome, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, sorry, uh, this is a retake of last week, where I was supposed to be on the show, but I went and saw Teen Titans Go!, and I was so excited to see the movie that I, honest to God, completely forgot that I had a. I, so I get out of the movie because I'm I'm a, a huge proponent of like the phone goes away. I don't even look at it. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, I lost everyone when I was like I ditched you guys, and then I got them all back when I was like and the phone. Um, so I, I get out of the movie going, you know, just a little chuckling to myself like <laughs> it's fun, and then I was like, oh no. <laughs> it's like, on the phone, it was like you guys called me twice, and the, like. Ugh. So then there's the, then there's the inherent decision of like, do I lie? And I chose not to. I well, we appreciate your honesty. <laughs> you got it, so, guys. Thanks for having me on. We were. I mean, that was a pretty good excuse. That's a solid excuse. But like, yeah, I went to go fucking watch Teen Titans movie. I would have ditched us too to go see it. So. You <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I, I mean, I like this more. I would. I. I want to see Nerdcaster goes to the movies. That's what I want. Yeah, that would be uh, probably fun for like five minutes, and people just be like, "Shut up, watch the movie." Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, guys, it was good meeting you guys up in New Jersey. That was a uh, the the Garden State Comic Fest. Yes. Yeah, in Morristown. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and. Um, if if you guys missed me at that one, you can find me at. We're doing the horror con down in Atlantic City, uh, at in the Showboat. Showboat, yep, in September, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get myself down there, so hopefully uh, we can meet up. Yeah, for sure. We um, it, it's we did the one in Atlantic City at the beginning of the year, and uh, it, it was pretty quiet. So anyone who's listening to this, come come find us, come join us. Um, it, it's not ideal to sit at a booth and it like. Old poker room that's yeah. now a convention. It's a haunted poker room. It's the I, poker room. It's the yeah, God. <laughs> um, it was really orange. Um, I, you know, I really uh, appreciate it though. Maybe I'll have a new seance room story out of that. Oh, transition oh, seance. Look at that. So, right. speaking of your seance uh, comic, is this the first one you've written? The first, like, ongoing series, first uh, thing. Um, it's the first, it's the first thing. Got, yeah, the first one that got published. Um, there's other stuff. So the thing that I always tell people is if, um, if you really want to do anything sort of in the art world, um, you have to spray a wide shot. Like, I, when I went to SourcePoint Press, um, they... I kind of got in on the idea that I was like, I have this thing and this thing and this thing. And actually, I remember Travis uh, McIntyre, the editor of SourcePoint Press, uh, editor-in-chief, he said to me, early, he was like, well, we don't really need anything right now. And my, my reaction was, what about later? 
And that mindset was the same mindset that went into the seance room. As I came to him um, with about nine pitches for different horror-type comics. And we whittled it down to three. Um, and of those three, I wrote up uh, these, these like, four-page reports, basically, on each one. Um, and that was the one that got chosen, the seance room. So it, it, it really wasn't my first it wasn't even really my first like love was to do the horror comics. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of like, um, twilight zone tales from the crypt, all that kind of stuff. Okay. I, I never in a million years thought that that would be wh- where my first thing would be. But, uh, it's, it's definitely, I mean, I, I'd be full of shit if I didn't say it wasn't a blessing, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's well-deserved, man. It was a solid read. It was good. It's, oh, thanks guys. I, I enjoyed it. It, it was just, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, I was trying to think of what it's comparable to, and I couldn't really off the top of my head, but I just, I fucking loved it. I had my wife read it. She liked it. And, yeah, man, just trying to pass the word around. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, you say your wife liked it? Yeah. Wait, you have a wife? Yeah, <laughs> yeah how did anything like marry it. him? If you are in the background, just <laughs> call for help. We're here for you. <laughs> Um, no, man. I, do we know each other well enough to bust balls like that? <laughs> yeah, um, that's, sure. Well, that's actually a huge compliment, by the way, is that, you know, it, it, it transcends like, does she, so I don't, I don't mean to be presumptuous, but does she go to conventions? Does she engage in the, in the nerd culture and all that? Does. Um, she, uh, that was one of the biggest things that we really clicked on and just movies we watch and stuff like that. Um, some of her movie choices disappoint me, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but she goes to uh, New York Comic Con with me. We really started doing that like four or five years ago. Um, that was like a big thing we did. We get a house in Weehawken, like Airbnb. Then we take the ferry over right to the Javits Center. And we started doing that like five years ago. And now she goes to the little random ones here and there with me. And uh, her favorite comics are mostly uh, Neil Gaiman's Sandman Run, uh, Fable, and uh, Saga. Like, those are her, like, big ones right now. And now the seance room. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny because you mentioned um, all three of those that you mentioned are are easily episodic and and serialized the way that, like, a TV show would be. Um, They're they're almost above the comic format. Certainly, like, would never work in a bi-monthly thing. Like, the DC could never do that right now with with the paradigm that they have you know those all three of those are easily um correlative in terms of the what what the story they were telling and how they told it and um obviously saga like is anyone who uh, so i'm 32 uh no i'm I'm sorry i'm 31 i'll be 32 on tuesday oh Uh, happy birthday (laughs) thanks guys and uh i i think anyone who's like my age and and won't admit that Brian K. Vaughn was a massive influence is lying to you or to themselves. There's no, you know what I mean? Um, so when you read the seance room, you're definitely going to see a lot of that. What the, I'm, I'm not, saying, not saying I'm, you don't have to have immersed yourself in comic book culture to, to jump into it. And, um, that, that came from, like I said, because I wasn't a horror writer per se and like a real horror comic reader like i love my ec comics i love all that kind of stuff but 
and, and obviously, I, I mean, I would consider Alan Moore Swamp Thing one of the greatest horror comics of all time. Uh, but you know, the thing was is that I, I approached it from a format that if it was the, the only part about it that horror is the mold. And then everything that goes into that mold is human. And that's the way that I approached it, which you could say the same fables is it's, it's the, the classic fable iconography, but it's all in drama poured into it. Um, in the same, uh, saga and the, in the epic, the space epic, you know what I mean? It's, it's a family story at the end of the day. And that's, and that's the same thing with the, with, um, how Sam's room, because I'm not, there, there's a problem that happens, and I'm sure you guys have read these, and I'd actually be curious if you guys have uh, uh, an example right off the top of your head of, of stories that become too enamored with the uh, material or with the genre. Okay. Well, like, um, I guess the material, I would say, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. I mean, really, like, any fucking... Yeah, it's it's tough because we love genres for a reason. We love spaghetti westerns. We love John Wayne and all that stuff. But it it wasn't at the time that they were like, well, we have horses and we have, you know, and it's this stuff. But they were the human stories of the time. It just became for time that we associated all of the things that they had with the western. And so that becomes cliched and, and, and it gets too in love with itself. It, 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 so it, same thing happens with horror. I mean, I, you know, I get a lot of horror uh, comics now, especially because I, I just want to keep up with what's happening, yeah. uh, especially in the independent scene. Um, and I, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff out there, but then there's a lot of stuff too, where you're reading it and you're like, Oh, you, you just really love horror movies and you're, you're, you're forgetting that this is supposed to be, um, in, uh, in some respects, a recreation of the human experience. All right. uh, yeah, I good that. way to put it. Yeah, so that one, I'm sorry, that went way off base, guys. No, but so yes, it was my first published comic. <laughs> that's, but, oh shit, that's what, that's so you, you said you had like nine other ones that you were working on and, and presented. Yeah, we so. Um, Oh Lord! Without getting too much into it, so um, what year is it? Two thousand eighteen. In two thousand sixteen, I signed on with Seance with SourcePoint Press for this book. Mm. In two thousand seventeen, we had the first one come out, um, and then in two thousand eighteen, we had the second one finally come out. The third and fourth are already in production um, to come out. One by the end of the year, probably, and the other one by the spring to speed up the thing. We also have um, our new artist for our second run of four, uh, and he's already working on them. Uh, we have um, a, an actual concept. I used to be a professional guitarist. I used to play for Rostrum Records, Wiz Khalifa, Mac Miller, all that kind of stuff. And my background has always kind of been in music. So we uh, there's a, a, a comic book store called Rubber Chicken Comics out in, in Massachusetts that is uh, paying for us to go into the studio and record an album based on the seance room. There'll be, um, the first track will be, uh, like a whole musical, um, opus of about six, seven minutes, uh, on the journey up the spinner, Henry Vice's theme. 
and then each successive song will be one of the ghosts. So, uh, yeah, and it'll be printed on vinyl. Uh, we're going to do red and black mixed vinyl. Uh, Caleb Artist is doing uh, a brand new cover art for the, the vinyl. Uh, and we have a board game that's going to be in, we're in production with, uh, with Deep Water Games out of Texas. Uh, those are all Sandstorm things. The other stuff, <laughs> everyone go take a uh, water break, go pee, <laughs> do what you to do. Um, and we'll wait. So, Mad Cave Studios out of uh, Miami, they're doing Battle Cats, they're doing Midnight Task Force. Um, they are through Diamond, you can see them everywhere. They hired me to do uh, a five issue arc of a brand new series that I uh, helped to sort of, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, show run on. And. Um, that is, uh, I'm working with Travis Mercer, who's, who studied under Brett Booth, uh, Norm Rapman. Like, this kid is just the, uh, one of the most talented people I've been able to work with. Uh, he's, he's got that classic, um, 90s image, uh, uh, you know, really solid line work, very strong aesthetic, perfect, you know, uh, um, perspective, um, um, oh, geez, what's the word? Where, Proportions, perfect proportions. You know, he draws the, feet. <laughs> he, what, he he draws feet. Yeah. Actually, well, he, he told me the other day he's like uh, he's he's uh, o- overly concerned with feet because of the implication. Uh, yeah. So uh, he's doing the art for it. We we know, I already wrote the first five chapters, uh, and that will be coming out in the beginning uh, at around sometime in next year. The first issue. Uh, New York Comic Con this year, we're debuting some stuff. Uh, have, oh boy, there's a, there's a, I mean, uh, those, I, I'd say those are the only ones I can really talk about because everything else would just be me, like, um. Hey, this is your time to shine. This is your time to plug whatever you need to plug. No, 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 thank you. But no, that, that other stuff is cart before the horse. Those, those things are, are sort of the, um, the meat and potatoes of next year. Okay. And then, and, uh, but yeah, so as far as Sandlands from goes, if you guys issue one and two are already out on Comicsology and on the website and everything like that, and um, uh, yeah, if, if you're inside in- Bob's uh, secret stash, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I asked if you were in Jersey. I'm like, oh, we live like 20 minutes from there. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, no, we. Someone was visiting the store. The picture uh, oh, okay. of of that that was really that was really cool. I didn't. That was a uh, yeah. That was really cool. Um, Walt, I went, Walt obviously is like one of the nicest guys in the world. Like uh, back in Morristown, when we went and did the oh no no, no the first the first showboat show we did um, in Atlantic City. Um, so yeah, so uh, that was really cool. But yeah, if you're into the sales room, we have nine guaranteed issues coming out. Um, uh, those are those are the guarantees. So I mean, there's not for lack of any of that. Okay. And I should probably for anyone who cares or gives a shit about it, uh, I should. Probably say what it is. Yeah, I, that's I that where I was going sense. next. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to give an overview on uh, on on the actual story. Yeah. Right? Uh, so <laughs> these poor poor people who came to hear you guys talk. I've, uh, I've not shut. <laughs> They're here for you, Ben. This is all you, buddy. Uh, so the seance room. I was just thinking earlier about when you said I was your special guest, and I'm like, ooh, that is overstating it. <laughs> uh, the so the seance room is. Uh, each issue is a one-shot 
in the respect that it is like an episode of Twilight Zone or Tales from the Crypt in that you can read it front to back and you get the entire story. You do not need to read them in order. Um, it, it is a place where this guy Henry Weiss owns and somehow someone ends up in the mansion and in that mansion there is a place called the seance room within that room there is a spinner which the people inevitably end up spinning and one of the six ghosts that are trapped there um each one representing a different thing time um love and power uh death uh regret you know you, one of those is going to come to life depending on whichever reason that victim of the you know the victim of the week is there um you know the, the first one is a politician, doesn't believe women are equal to men, uh, sort of about hypocrisy. And then the second one, we uh, one thing we're going to do for sure is um, there's we're keeping – yeah, there it is. That's the, uh, second, that's one. the second one, yep. That's the first, second right. one, yep. And he's got uh, the first one across from there's, Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are good. Uh, and the first – the second one is about a girl who brings the ashes of her husband to the seance room to – uh, he was an outdoorsy guy. She wants a special urn for him. She heard this is a place to get one, and she gets a tree, buries his ashes in the tree, and then from there the the, the awfulness takes over. Now the thing that is decisively different from the first to the second issue is whether or not the victim deserves what happens. Um, and part of that is the idea that each issue is going to be something that within the realm of what we've established – we are going to give you something completely unexpected. Nice. Uh, we, you know, there's, there's no, not necessarily a rhyme or reason to the stories that get told at the seance room. Uh, the, really the only uh, overarching factors are that it's always the mansion. It's always one of the six ghosts and there's always a sort of a twist. Um, yeah. Better than M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, in, in the end, um, well, you already know everyone's dead up front, right? There goes. Oh, I can't pull that one. That makes sense. What if, what if I did the uh, the anti M night and it turns out they're all alive? Ooh, and it was just a magic trick. <laughs> that would be a twist. <laughs> that would be an M night twist. So you you obviously have at least the first four written. I don't know how how far, but do you have a favorite ghost in the story? Whether it's one we've seen already or one that's coming up. You know, um, so we have I have fifteen written already. Wow! With four of them being trite and dog shit, and those <laughs> will never see the light of day. Uh, I'll, you know what I'll do is I'll like when this whole thing is going really well, I'll, I'll hire like some nine year old to draw like a terrible. <laughs> that way, that way the the the. the art matches the content of the thing I wrote. Um, you can just have me do it. The only thing I can draw is stick figures anyway. You, dude, they'd probably be better than what these stories deserve. Um, so, yeah, so we have, like I said, we have, uh, we have, I have enough right now to meet the, the guarantee production that those nine issues with a couple extra left over for, um, potential, um, guest artist features, one shots in, in, in the like. Um, ultimately, I'd love to get Ben Templesmith to do one. He is helping us out with some other stuff and, um, He's becoming a, 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 a friend, I would say. I, I like him a lot. I've always loved his art. And, uh, I mean, if I could get him to do that work, you were already in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so uh, with with those ghosts, my favorite is actually – well, actually, who, who? what about you guys? I want to hear yours first. Well, favorite ghosts? We, we've only got to read two of these uh, 
Oh, fair. Yeah, fair. Two of these, but based on looks and everything. Um, looks, I'm going to go with masks. So yeah. I like the, just the first comic of masks. and It was just, I don't know. I like the story. I like that. I had two. What was that weird-ass movie with Tom Cruise in the end where everyone's, like, blowing each other? Yo, man, I don't I don't watch movies like that. Um, Eyes Wide Shut? Yes. Yeah. That's the second that's, time that's come that's up what, today. That's what it reminds me of. Not the comic that's, itself, but that character drawing. Yeah, no, um, Kayla Valerio did all the design work on the looks, so I give her full credit. Um, I just told her, all I said was I said, this is the, the archetype and this is the thing they represent, and she... Really knocked it out of the park. Um, those designs are fully hers. Right. She did a good yeah, job, but man. and Tom's pretty good yeah. looking. Looks like a evil ass train conductor. Yeah, well, and actually, uh, he oh, oh. oh I want to, but I can't. <laughs> I have I have art from the from the next artist who's working on the next arc, yeah. and the, the, some of the first stuff he sent me was the train conductor, and it's so good. Um, and I, I, I really shouldn't. <laughs> I'm look, can you see me looking at my phone being like, I just want to, but I can't. I can't. That's okay. You'll see him soon, I promise. Yeah. I'll show you guys after the recording. Deal? Right, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Mr. Weiss himself, the the, the main guy. I love him. He's my, uh, he's my favorite. He, well, and I, that's kind of a cop-out answer because he's not technically a ghost. But the, um, he is. Um, he puts a everything in motion. Huh? He gets everything in motion. He, he he brings them in. It's great. Were you an older child? Were you the oldest? Yes. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I like the guy who's in charge of all those other assholes. <laughs> no, um, he's he's actually my favorite. He's he's the analog for me. Like, um, uh, there's an issue issue six, uh, which is already in production, is. He is actually the one who takes over, and it kind of comes from my experience of I'm I, I hate I'm not a, a big black and white rule guy. Like I don't like the idea of just telling someone to follow a rule because um, I think that everything is shades of gray. I think that everything is somewhere in the middle of the situation at hand. I don't think there's a lot of ways to um, to, to I, I, my, as I get older, the, the more I start to like appreciate that happiness in its um, purest, most uh, communal form comes from being present, paying attention and finding the happy medium at the moment. Uh, that being said, a lot of rule people, people who are really into rules have a hard time doing that. And then that alienates a, 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 a strong majority of people at any given time. That is one of my biggest pet peeves. So in issue, in issue six, Harry actually takes over for one of those types of people who come into the seance room and uh, it, it gets pretty graphic. And that's, it's, it's sort of like, that was like a, um, uh, like, a, like, a, like a tension release type of issue. And, and because he is me, he's, that's everything he, you know, uh, he, he's, he's a bigger dick than I am though. Like he, he's, <laughs> he's kind of a nihilist. He's kind of a shithead. He kind of is, I think he's like, if you had lived as long as he has, you, you, I mean, you wouldn't care about it. And everything that's is super. I like about him. Yeah. Yeah, I love characters like that. Yeah, you know, um, but yeah. So that that's my favorite ghost. Yeah, I, I root for the bad guy. What in most is things. the right answer? <laughs> 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 All 
Um, I ask I ask people all the time at the conventions because uh, I don't know if you can find in that first issue at the staple break uh, all six ghosts are sort of represented, and sometimes uh, you know depending if how if I'm just curious or whatnot or what's going on that day I'll ask people different like everyone chooses a different one because um, everyone is dealing with their own shit and it's what would you, you know, say the majority ghost people say there isn't one. No, it's it really is across the board. As a, like all the people you get, everyone legit has that many different answers. That's yeah, cool well, well, we did, I mean that that also was sort of uh, it was it was sort of contrived on our part where we each one of those six ghosts is an umbrella uh, fear that a lot of other fears go under. Right, like mm-hmm. regret. Regret is something that means a lot. Right, there's a lot of things that can go into there. Um, same thing with time, like time is, it's, it's one of the four fucking dimensions. Like it's it's a big, if we picked five people who all said time, each one of them would have a different reason for why they picked. Okay. And and this is where you tell me your deepest secret on it right now. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, just, just growing up. (laughs) So many things I could have done differently. (laughs) <laughs> so, I don't, know. So, uh, don't tell me then I'll steal it for an issue yeah. uh, it would just be very depressing <laughs> I guess that works in the horror genre so you got yeah. um, sorry go ahead no, well no, just just to, to what you were just saying like and the other thing we're trying to do with this is um, it's not like uh, blood guts gore um, shock stuff it's it's these are things that are Right. Like the, the, the thing that we, so there's an issue coming out where there are five kids that go to the seance, to the, to the Weiss mansion where the seance room is to, ha, to, cause they heard it's like a haunted house. So each one of them goes in and each one of them has an experience that is a real, uh, fear. Like one of, you know, uh, not to give too much away, but like one of them walks through a wax museum of all their failures as an adult, as they grow older. Like, oh. the, like the first time he drank before 3 p.m., the first time he watched his, you know what I mean? Like the, these are all, and, and to me, that's, that's a real horror is, is to examine, like, it's, it's the opposite of escapism, right? Like yes. you're, you're reading, you're reading these comics to like turn off. And, and then sometimes if you read, you know, with these issues, it like forces you to turn back on. Uh, it's not fair. <laughs> I'm not saying it's nice. Uh, I actually just had to go through – We I did a huge edit because we have the new artist coming on. So I did a huge edit. Uh, oh, and by the way, do not worry. The artist who's coming on is very similar to Kayla's work. It's, we're still keeping with the that beautiful painted uh, yeah. uh, quality with the, the dark colors and the mood. And it's going to stay the exact same that way. Uh, yeah, the artistry in this is really phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, that, that being said, by the way, about the new artist, I would be more than happy to have Kayla stay. But she just – She's she's worked her hands to the bone for these first couple issues, and uh, you know she has a full time job, and, and you know I, I respect and appreciate her the time she's put in, but I know she's got to work on her thing too, her own things. Um, so, um, but yeah, so I've been editing all these and going through them all, and reading them all, and reading them in succession. It's like watching Shawshank Redemption, Sophie's Choice, and then pick your other fucking movie, like all three back to back to back, right? Like these like depressing human. No, wait, did I say Shawshank Redemption? I didn't mean that. I mean, 
Schindler's List is the one I meant. Like Schindler's List, Sophie's Choice, and then you know what's another movie that's like just The Pianist, right? Like just these like or, or Life is Beautiful. These like just depressing, like and and they're like unrelenting. Because it's not it's not like a thing where the movie ends and you go, <laughs> they got out of that. What a what a rob that was. It's like like that's way too real. Um, and we 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 very purposely attempted to do that uh, with, with these. Um, and it's it's actually my, my fiance won't read them. She hates them. <laughs> she uh, she won't even script her anymore. That's all right. My fiance won't even. Fucking listen to the podcast. <laughs> I was like, listen. She's oh. like, no, I, I live with you. I don't need to listen to anything. <laughs> She's like, I yes. listen to you enough. And I'm like, yeah, I, I... <laughs> that's fair. I do not blame her at all. You, dude, you, you could be George Clooney, and your wife would be like, <laughs> I fucking have to see you every day at the house, and like, why, why? another time? Yeah. You know. Uh, and what I'm saying is, you look like George. Clooney. That's that's the takeaway here. <laughs> That's, I'm flattered. I'm flattered. So you, we yeah. got the the, the, the next uh, issue of the Seance Room coming out uh, by year's end. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong on any of this. You also have that vinyl and that uh, that album you're working on. Yeah, uh, and the board game. You're a busy guy. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, we try to stay busy. I, um, uh, sort, uh, man, it's you know what it is. It's like I, I have to stay busy because otherwise I'll annoy people. <laughs> um, if I'm not thinking about like four things at once, uh, I will constantly text or call or be like, where's this thing? Or what, what about this piece? Or what about the you know, blah, 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 blah. So I have to be working on other things so that when I do receive finished art or, um, you know, feedback on a proposal or like something like that, I've already moved on to the next thing. So it's a pleasant surprise, okay. you know, otherwise I will sit there and drive myself crazy. Um, just, yeah, just, just pondering what to do next. I yeah, you. and I and the the other thing is I can't put that towards any sort of productive career, so <laughs> where that would make money that that amount of obsession and meticulous, uh, you know, uh, obsession. Yeah, meticulous obsession. Uh, so I, man, I should I should just be. A, yeah, Santander. <laughs> Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna just be a banker instead. You know, I'm I'm very motivated, obsessed like that. Yeah, no, I'm on a podcast right now. I'll call you back. All right, <laughs> I can't do the podcast anymore. I'm a banker now. So, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of math, so you're gonna be thinking constantly, and you're gonna get that brain going over. So, I mean, good conversion. I like it. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the big thing about being busy. It's good. It's good to be busy. Um. But uh, you know, this goes back to the thing earlier about when I went to when I went to Source Point with the nine things. Was like I realized pretty early on that if I put all of my eggs in the one basket, that um, it's a, that's a very small, um, you know, that's a small target to shoot for. Um, the more I work on, the bigger the target becomes. The more likely it is that I'm going to hit it. Um, and th- and that's the way I approach it. Is that um, it, I, I mean, I know guys who like they have their their baby, their one thing, and and that's the thing that's gonna do it and make them. But uh, I, I've 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 never been that way. I, I, I always like I, I like lots of different things. I you know, um, I like I said, that, I, I, I think that's a good idea because you're not leaving you know all of your eggs in that one basket. Like 
you're literally taking those eggs and you are going out on a mischief night and just fucking hurling them at other things and people and, you know, hoping yeah. that one and thing it, will stick. And eventually some people with money and credibility will be like, that guy can throw an egg. You know what I mean? <laughs> really, <laughs> and like, they'll like, I'll, I'll, I'll throw, throw those eggs. eggs. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that was my foot. I was just switching legs. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that, so that's the thing. And it's already kind of worked. Like the thing I'm working on with Mad Cave, they, they paid me up front, which is terrific. I don't own the property, which is the big difference between source point and this. Uh, but they, they trusted me with this property that they'd already been working on. Um, I actually, funny enough, they, they gave me, uh, we, I went, I went through a whole audition process with, with writing things for them and then like interviews and all that kind of stuff. And, um, uh, because I, I'm kind of like, I'll be doing like a bunch of stuff for them now. And, um, Relatively, you know, okay. and um, they had these two things that they were going to go to production on. One of them was more horror based, which I just assumed that I was like, oh, well, that's what you guys brought me in for this one. And then the other one was uh, like a female assassin book, which I which, you know, uh, so, of course, they gave me the female assassin book because uh, life's funny. So I did that. So I we did that. And now after that comes out, that'll, you know, that'll be another, um, just another, make the target bigger, you know? And this is, this is about creating, creating as, as opposed to the seance room and the seance room, when, when the seance room is happening, it gets all of the attention, but when it's not, it's, it's still part of the, you know, if, if, if this was the ghost that was haunting me, the umbrella ghost would just be. Creating. That's uh, you got to share that love out, man. Mm-hmm. You got to try other things. And you want me to do a porn star? You want me to share my load? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All oh, load. That's gross. And I wait. Hold on a second. Porn? Porn <laughs> company? <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to be a banker, but I'll do porn. <laughs> sure. Right. I'm on a podcast right now. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Hey guys, I can't do the podcast anymore. I'm a porn. <laughs> I, I extremely like the fact that the. Porn company just called you. There's no actual name of anything. Nope, else, just porn. Nope, company. just porn. Just, yeah, we're just porn company. They, you know, they like to keep vague. They should be really actual a, just business cards of porn company. They, uh, like the name it's says, one you know, guy. Yeah, they, they didn't want to try to dupe anybody. And he's breathing so heavy. Um, <laughs> oh. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, um, any any uh, anything else you guys want to know about the? Uh, now, have you guys you guys have been doing this podcast? You said the Nerdcaster just uh, kind of just began relatively, right? This is, I don't know what Joe feels. Thanks. Is. I kind of just hopped in like forty something episodes in, um, just because me and Joe became pretty good friends. We're both in IT, I, and uh, so yeah, Joe. All you, buddy. Well, I thought I was. We were interviewing him. That was, how did he flip the tables here? He's, um, yeah, he's good like that. I did. <laughs> part banker, part porn actor, and part porn. fucking story writer. So, so I started a, a podcast before this one. Um, things didn't go well. Uh, you want to drop their name? <laughs> no. Um, and and I wanted to to go in a different direction. Than they did so. We amicably split. They they took the other one. Um, and I decided that I didn't want to give up. I wanted to continue going. So I started this this one, uh, the Nerdcaster podcast, on my own. 
um, with no help other than my wife doing some of the artwork and co-hosting every now and again because it's it's really hard to talk to yourself in front of a microphone and about a subject. So I needed somebody to work off of, so she helped me out. She got bored and tired with it. I kind of let it fall through the cracks for a few months and then um, bought in Justin over here and, and another guy, Danny, okay. to get this back up and running, keep me uh, on track and th- to help me out because, I mean, I, uh, my ideas only go so far. <laughs> and um, here we are today, hopefully. Um, yeah, it's it's not easy, man. It's yeah. definitely the, to keep it up and to keep going and the – uh, the, the time commitment that I, I'm always really impressed with, with you guys and, um, people who jump into this, man. And so we try, we tried to start one for source point press and I think we got four episodes. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, it's a time. Thing. Um, but the, the only reason I really asked too, is I'm like, I'm just kind of curious of what, you know, if you've gotten feedback from people, like what kind of stuff they like to hear. Cause, uh, I can, you know, I can tell you guys, fucking weird stories from the road i can tell you guys you know the tips and the tricks like, whatever you guys need I, i'm i'm Thank you. i was 100 gonna actually ask you like any really crazy ecstatic fans or stuff you've seen being on the road and stuff like that that was gonna be one of the next questions coming up so yeah you know i it's act it's a lot of stuff where um you know i get asked a lot if, like and, and not just me but like um like Everyone, everyone in Source Point Press, like Bob Sally, gets this a lot. Um, uh, K- Casey uh, Nora, uh, Casey Pierce from Nora, she gets this a lot. Where people will ask if they can cosplay as the characters, and that's that's definitely pretty cool. And it's, so that's always an, um, really that's like really really uh, uh, that's humbling, yeah. yeah that's and then, um, but the but the funny the funny stuff is like you you just get used to hearing no a lot. You know, and um, so we'll hear like uh, people, <laughs> people will come up. Oh, people ask if it's like free all the time and then they get really mad at you when it's not free. That's funny. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll be like, hey, this, this is my book, The Sounds Room. I'm the writer, blah, 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 blah. blah. And they'll be like, oh, cool. And they try to walk away. And I'm like, that actually costs money. And, and they go, ugh, and throw it back <laughs> on the table. And then um, you hear like in like every kind of amazing way, and I don't get mad about it anymore because my my whole thing is um, I'm like oh well it's not for them whatever you know and I don't get upset about it. But then there's guys who get really upset, and then there's there was one time in um, Washington D.C. where um, this we we pitched the the stories. Uh, Greg Wright and I. Greg Wright writes Monstrous. He writes uh, Holliston, the book based off of Adam Green's TV show. Um, he and I were sort of co-pitching things together, like as bundle packages, all this kind of stuff. And this, it was like a, a kind of a young girl, probably like 16 or 17. And she was like, oh, that's really cool. And then she goes to find her parents, comes back, and she looks like a beaten puppy at this point. She comes back like all like, you know, and her dad is leading with the forehead, you know, (laughs) making the way. And he just picks it up and he goes, you people are trying to sell my daughter, this devil shit. And like, is just like yelling and like, who these people think that they can, and like, was just like, and then berating her. He's like, to, to his daughter, she's like, you think this is art? This is shit. Like, not only did he wow. make, try to make us feel bad, but then tried to like shame his daughter for like things that she might have enjoyed. Stuff like that's when you kind of, you, you just want to be like, sir, you're an asshole. Uh, you yeah, know, Justin, why do you got to treat your daughter like that? You know, you, but, but the, the thing is, it's like, 
that, <laughs> but that conversation, like that, first of all, that's gonna, we need to be selling books, right? So like, that's going to take up a lot of time. Like, even if I wanted to devote the time to fighting with this guy, <laughs> that's the time that I should be selling books, right? And if I'm going to call this guy an asshole, you then have to like follow it through and be like, you know, cause you're, you're not doing it to fight the guy. You're doing it because his poor daughter is fucked. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole process. That's like, you know, you're, it's a thing. So those are, you just let stuff like that go. And you're like, yep. Yeah, yeah, oh, you're right, sir. Devil piece of shit. Good. <laughs> Good. Yep, you this nailed was, it. This was at a convention. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the That's... guy went into the convention knowing what it was. I, you know, I think <laughs> like, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, I think a lot of people, like especially you know, the parents will come and they'll break, they'll, they'll do it just for the kids, you know. And you can always tell because they're the ones who are like. Uh, on the phones, and then just like they know when the kid's coming, so they hold the money up without looking <laughs> up. Um, but for a lot of these people too, I think that their their only real like idea of what the convention is is Marvel movies, right? So that's kind of like oh, it's yeah. just an entire full of Marvel movie stuff, yeah. and and it's totally I'm realizing under- there's other publishers out there and other people. That do yeah, stuff. it's completely it's understandable. I mean, how you know. Uh, if, if I went to a, a car convention, I'd be like, where's the car? And it, it would seem so remedial to anyone who's actually spends time and, and, and enjoys it. Uh, it's then the way I consider it. It's then my job to like, you know, politely and, and easily educate and, and introduce you into the system. My favorite thing is when people tell me it's their first convention and my, I love that. I'm like, what do you think? What, what how, what it's crazy, right? You know, cause these are people who, uh, my, when I went to my first convention, I kind of had that, like, you know, just finally feeling like I was around, um, because I, you know, I, I look a certain way. I look like the, like, like the, like a jock, like, and I do like, I, I like football. I did the, I'm a big dude. Right. But like, the truth is, is like, I grew up playing guitar and writing poetry and, and like all, all this kind of stuff. So I never, there was like a, a real disconnect. And when I went to my first convention, uh, and I saw all these people who all loved these things and no one was judging each other. The, the, the lack of judgment was a huge factor for me. The fact that people feel free. Um, and I really try to continue that on as I become um, a, an actual moving component of these conventions in my own little way. You know, especially like uh, – um, like cosplayers and, and furries and like all this kind of stuff, which I, I never necessarily would have, uh, I, 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 I wouldn't, I won't say I won't engage in it because it's like, you never say never, you know what I mean? But like, I have no real interest in it. Um, but for the people that do it and for the people that feel comfortable to be around lots of people doing it, like there's something really special to be said about that. Um, it's kind of why the, it's kind of like, uh, we obviously we live in a culture where people are extremely quick to judge. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, uh, and, and as much as everyone complains about fanboy, you know, realistically, those fanboys they're online. They're not at the conventions. At the conventions, these are people who uh, made a decision to get up that morning, put clothes on, get in the car, deal with traffic, deal with parking, deal. Deal with these people, buy the tickets, get in there. And so they made these concerted efforts to go out of their way to engage. And so right off the bat, you have people who are involving themselves as opposed to distancing themselves, which is what 
the the commenting online and all that kind of stuff is. So, you know, for anyone who's listening, and if you've ever worried about go, go. They're the best. People are great there. Yeah. I can agree. I've always had a blast any one I've went to. I mean, New York Comic Con's getting crowded and more crowded every year. But uh, it's yeah. still a blast to go to. We still have a ton of fun. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's cool. The people you run into, the cosplayers you see... I, Maybe old artists, yeah, uh, everything. Artists, that was amazing. Yeah. Still, just seeing all the writers, and the artists, everything. Like it's just, it's a dope time, and I highly recommend everyone checking it out at one point in their life. But but like this, like we we met Ben here at, at the Garden State Comic Fest. We had a one on one conversation um, with you guys. Like that's what I love about it. I love going there. To- <laughs> was it like you're the most outgoing person like at that comic book convention? I was just like, hey, here's my comic, check it out. I'm Ben, and we're like, all right, this guy's fucking cool shit. <laughs> Yeah, if you couldn't tell from listening to any of this, whoever's still listening to me drone on, um, yeah, I'm a little outgoing. <laughs> hey, man, that's fine. That's a good thing. That's a good quality. Was, but yeah, I will say, uh, what's the does the personality test right? Like everyone's taking tests you now, um, and I'm not, I don't know what it is, but I'm the one where it's like I'm really outgoing, but I need to recharge big time. Like I, it is it is so not unheard of that after the conventions, I'll be in my room and just play. Like Injustice Two for hours. Yeah, and give us your PS4 name so Justin can play you because I'm terrible at that game. <laughs> I, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm Joe, it's, it's not fun. No <laughs> yeah, none taken. I'm okay. I think um, I I kind of got off the train. I started playing. Um, I got obsessed with playing Titanfall Two like over and over just because I love the mechanics so much. Yeah. Uh, and and then a couple other games like um, I <laughs> really got into pinball. Like it's it's. On the PlayStation, but like I'm obsessed with it right now. Um, it, it's comforting. It, it's it's almost kind of mindless, and uh, it, it's. I'm, I'm gonna agree, man. Pinball, it, it, they, and they started like doing really good like virtual pinball setups, like emulator setups, with like these you know 43 inch like t- uh, LED TVs, um, or sometimes just you know big old touchscreen TVs, and they've just been having pinball on them, and they're freaking fantastic, dude. So yeah, good. it's so the, it's very responsive, which I like, and um, uh, you know, but the, I so I haven't played Injustice. I was just playing before I talked mm-hmm. to you guys, and I was uh, because they had all the new characters. Where I just downloaded them all, so I was like kind of going through and seeing Enchantress is sick, dude. It's, Enchantress is dope, Adam. Yeah. Um, uh, dude, he's freaking. Yeah, I can't play. He's awesome. just so damn funny. What, what, Who's your lead? I'm, I'm not a fan of Atrocitus. Of Atro- what? Yeah, really? I don't like Atrocitus. I hate that fucking cat. I hope that cat just gets eaten by Atrocitus. I don't enjoy it. Oh, I really like Atrocitus. <laughs> you know, um, mine's Red Hood. I can't stand Red Hood's gameplay. Okay. Yeah. Who do you think the cheapest character is? The, the new, like, downloadable characters, really? Uh, I just got them all, so I'm going based off of the OG stuff, and I would have to say Aquaman. Aquaman, okay. Yeah, because just because the reach, yeah, with this, yeah, his his strike, strike zone is so wide when he does any of his moves. I agree. I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, Green Arrow. Yeah, I love playing with Green Arrow, but he's quick. He's got distance. <laughs> like he is just a he's a threat. And I, I can easily take people out so I can get a little close and back them into a corner. 
Yeah, I like green arrow. Um, but yeah, man. So that's the thing is like the the conventions. But I, I need my downtime, man. Like, I, I, it takes it takes a lot to go to those conventions and be outgoing. Because, like I said, the thing is, is when I'm there, you know, and you guys, uh, I hope you felt like welcome, and, and oh, I hope definitely. you guys felt. Yeah, and and and, and we I walked away, man. We were like, that dude's fucking dope as hell. <laughs> we're like, we're gonna have to go back talk to him see if we can actually get him to talk on the show. You're like, I can't wait for him to ditch us for Teen Titans. <laughs> like I said, I, I, I would have I ditched us for Teen Titans too. Um, <laughs> but that, that's the thing is, like, I want people to feel that way um, and then want to make them miserable with Sounds Room. But then, um, you know, because it's a, I, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm putting too much on my shoulders. But so afterwards, I, I'm a total, I'm out, I'm out like mm-hmm. a light, you know, so. You know, don't think don't think that it's like a superpower. It, it fucking drains, dude. So speaking of being draining and, and traveling and doing all this stuff, where can people find you next? Yeah, rad. Um, Boston Comic Con. Obviously, this is my home show. I, I live in uh, uh, just outside of Boston, so this is like the big one for me. Uh, my hometown throwdown type thing. Um, people come from all. Uh, this is it's getting bigger and bigger uh, every year. So that's really exciting. Then after that, I mean, honestly, near because you guys are out in Jersey, near you guys, uh, uh, the horror show in Atlantic City, Baltimore Comic Con. Um, we are Heroes doing, yeah, that's another one. What, what? The Heroes and Villains in Edison, New Jersey. Uh, no, just like the the classic. Uh, no, we're not doing Heroes and Villains. Um, we don't do a lot with those guys yet. Um, not that we won't. We just for some reason we haven't. Um, Toronto Fan Expo, we're doing uh, Terrific Con in Connecticut, New York Comic Con, obviously. Um, e- there's a few more, but yeah, the, the the season's coming to a close. You know, starts up in about March and, and ends in about November, which is great because um, I would love to. I, I, I've heard my fiance is a really nice lady. I would love to see her. <laughs> it's hibernation time for me. Uh, but other than that, um, we should probably start wrapping this up. And where can people find you at on Instagram or? Yeah, please find me on Instagram. I, I love it. I actually am, uh, just recently found it in the last year, and I, I have a blast with it. Um, Mr. M R B E N A U, Mr. Ben A U. My last name is Goldsmith, and I thought the A U would be a clever nod to that. And it's only just been a pain in the ass because everyone, <laughs> Mr. Ben A U. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Ben A U. That's what I was. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then if you go, it's actually kind of fun. If you go to um, the Seance Room website, which is uh, www.seanceroomcomic.com or weissmanner.com, um, it's uh, an interactive website. So it's actually set up to. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. I visited. Oh, did you? Yeah. I didn't even know yeah, it's set up to be like a, um, a tourist destination for Weiss Manor. Um, and one of the rad things about it is um, the, we, Kayla, the artist, myself, and some friends and family all went to an actual seance in Salem, Massachusetts, and filmed it and edited it and put it up. So there is, it's up on the on that website, and it's uh, it's 15 minutes long. It is hilarious. Wow. Um, we did it. We we approached it from we we were like, all right, either it's going to be horrifying and I'm going to talk to like my uncle who's dead or uh, it's going to be hilarious and she was uh, let's put it this way I walked in and up on her wall 
was her master's degree of psychology. So I'm like, are you are you advertising? You're about to fuck us over. Like, uh, yeah, that's how what I would have from. Yeah, and so that so it ended up being really funny, and we we put together. I spent a long time editing. One of the best parts about it. Um, is that it was the day before I was going to propose to my fiance, um, who was then obviously my girlfriend at the time. So there's, there's a whole bit in the middle there about that, which is, which is wild. Like, uh, I, I mean, you gotta, you gotta see it. So I'll definitely link it in the show notes. Oh, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks guys. No problem. Uh, anything else you, you want to let our listeners know or. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that, that anyone can do for, to help, uh, us is uh, Source Point Press or Mad Cave Studios. Just ask. They're both in Diamond. Ask your retailers. Ask the stores. Guys, there's not a lot of times where one person makes a big difference in the world of comics. Going to a retailer and asking to have them bring in the stuff from Source Point Press or from Mad Cave actually makes a huge difference. One person makes a huge difference if you do that. Did okay. we see any of this stuff at uh, the Geekery? Um, I did not. I told him about it, though, and I'm actually heading there tomorrow, so I'll bring uh, one of the issues with me and, and see if we can get awesome. him in there, too. Thanks, man. Yeah, and you can let them know, too, like um, The Rot, which is a book by David um, Hayes, which SourcePoint puts out. We just filmed a movie uh, with Corin Nemec from Stargate and Parker Lewis Can't Lose. He no, is wow. our main character. It's coming out in theaters, um, so they can yeah, they can order that book in and get that in before the movie and everything. So. Before we go, you guys were, if I remember correctly, you guys were talking about doing like a shared universe with uh, Nora and Seance Room and what else was it? And the Rot, yeah, by, okay. by the same by that same writer who did um, <coughs> uh, Rot Tale. So he apparently uh, <laughs> the two books he wrote with the word Rot right in the title. That's uh, <laughs> David Hayes, lazy asshole. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, we're doing a, a shared universe. So if you enjoyed any of what I talked about with the seance room, Nora, she's a coma fisher. She gets hired to go in and pull people out of comas. The Rot is a guy who learns to control his own cancer like a superpower. CDC wants him. Heaven and Hell both try to recruit him. Really sick book. Both books have that same um, uh, uh, painter-style quality with very moody uh, colors. So that's we, – we have the shared universe – and all three of those stories together are going to combine. Uh, we begin production on that in probably in the summer of next year. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Look forward to it, man. Well, definitely thank you for coming just before the next. Uh, so, um, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I'll actually, uh, and then once the cameras stop rolling, I'll, I'm going to pull up right now. Oh, old man glasses on. <laughs> so I can see it. Um, <laughs> this whole time. I got him, Oh, God. Is that what you all look like? <laughs> Porn company. Hello? <laughs> now you're playing the librarian. Yeah. Uh, That's your next scene in the porn company. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, I, as soon as the camera stops rolling, I'm going to show you guys some of the new art coming sure. out. Dope. All right. And Joe, you want to finish out and uh, explain all the shit? Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I, I know. So you can find us at www.nerdcaster.com, um, on Facebook at Nerdcaster, on Instagram at Nerdcaster, on Twitter at Nerd underscore Caster because we couldn't get Nerdcaster. And um, definitely pick up the seance room yes. wherever you can find it at any your local comic book shop. Um, definitely follow Ben on Instagram at Mr. Ben Au. <laughs> Mr. Ben AU. And that'll do it for this episode of Nerdcaster. Nerdcaster out. <laughs> <laughs>